Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back to the Quick Brain Podcast. I am your host and your brain coach, Jim Quick. This episode is actually recorded live at a live event in Los Angeles, and we're going to talk about the six-phase meditation by Vishen Lakiani. Now, we've had Vishen on the show uh, in the past, and we're honored to be able to have him back. This was at a live event, about a thousand individuals. I surprised Vision and the audience by, by showing up and we had a conversation uh, for a few minutes about his six phase meditation book and the process. Now, this is something that I have incorporated into uh, my weekly routine and to be able to have greater levels of focus and calm in my life, uh, to be able to create uh, from a place of centeredness and harmony. And I think you're gonna enjoy this conversation. Now, I met Vishen in 2009 while we were speaking at an event together in Calgary alongside individuals like Sir Richard Branson and His Holiness the Dalai Lama. Since then, we, we've done a number of things together, including producing our Superbrain program on uh, the Mind Valley uh, platform. And so I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So again, six-phase meditation with Vishen Lakiani. I hope you enjoy. All right, let's, let's just jump into the book. This is, for me, this book is really about mind training. Yeah. You know, we hear a lot about in terms of performance and productivity, about time management. This for me is about mind management and the thought exercises. I was very fortunate to be exposed to six phase early on. It's something that I do in, in the regular. Maybe we could talk about the origin in terms of yeah. how it started. So there are two things that fascinate me right now. The first is the idea that we are all deeply connected and that we can communicate with each other through our minds. The Rumi has a quote. I closed my eyes and spoke to you in a thousand silent ways. And what this means is that we can literally go deep and communicate with our children, with our lover, across time and space. The sixth phase, as you know, starts with that protocol. It starts with a protocol from the HeartMath Institute to go into your meditation in the sixth phase. You close your eyes and you see the face of someone you love. You focus on their eyes, you see their nose, and you feel that love for them radiating in your heart. And you're doing exactly what Rumi prescribed. When I do the sixth phase, I always start with my children, Hayden and Eve. And I think that's why I have such a close bond with them. I'm actually missing Hayden's birthday. He's turning 15 years old tomorrow. Wow. But I know that because every morning I start my meditation, with expressing love for him, he feels that. My children feel secure in my love for them. That idea that we can send positive energy across time and space is something that fascinates me. A lot of people think that that is simply a way of relaxing. No, you are actually physiologically affecting the person you send that energy to. So William Broad, the scientist at the San Antonio Mind Science Center, did this crazy experiment, right? 
he divided people into two groups. One group was senders, one group were receivers. The receivers were hooked up to 19 different neurological um, machines that measured brainwave, um, they measured skin resistance. Skin resistance is a marker of how relaxed you are. They measured your breathing rate, your heart rate, heart resonance, and so on. And at exactly a specific point, like 1.53 p.m., the senders had to send positive thoughts to the receivers. And exactly that moment, the machines would show something was changing in the receiver's body. And these people were not trained. The idea here is that when you close your eyes and send love to someone, you are actually healing them. But you're also creating a deeper connection between you and them. The ease of your relationship improves. Anything that is a resistance to true love, to connection, goes away. And people can feel that. Okay, so this, this is a really powerful idea. And I want to suggest that you all do that when you kick off your meditation. And this is why it's important in the sixth phase. Remember this quote by Rumi. I can close my eyes and speak to you in a thousand silent ways. So that's the first idea that really, really interests me right now. Mm. The energy between human beings. And how it affects our, our nervous system and our, and our, right. our, our minds. Um, who, did, who did you write this book for? I actually wrote this book for the next generation. It, it started out this way, Jim. I started dabbling in meditation around 19 years ago, and it had such an incredible effect on my life. If you've read my story, you know it helped me go from, literally, when I started, I was broke. The dot-com bubble had burst, and September 11 hit. The company that employed me left the United States without even paying the final month's salary. So imagine working for a month, and then your employer just bails on you and doesn't pay you. That's how bad it was. I crashed my car because I couldn't afford to fix the, fix the brakes. I was sleeping on a friend's couch. It was miserable. Now, in that time, I got a, a job which was essentially telemarketing. I had to pick up the phone and convince lawyers to buy legal software. You did not get paid if you did not close a sale. In that moment of desperation, sleeping on a couch, being a frickin' telemarketer, I googled online and I discovered the Silva method. Or rather, I'd known of the Silva method, I discovered Jose Silva's newest work, Silva Ultramine, which today now sits in Mind Valley. And that meditation protocol opened me up to all of these different aspects of human beingness, one of which was intuition. Rather than just randomly call people on the yellow pages from A to Z, and all of you can try this, I would run my fingers down the pages and feel an impulse of who to call. Instantly, empirically, I doubled my sales overnight. I did the seminar on Saturday, I was back on Sunday, Monday overnight my sales doubled with that simple technique. And the thing is, all of us have this as well. Just like you can connect with someone across time and space, you can connect with information that can help you figure out the right impulse, the right guidance. This is the second idea I'm obsessed with right now. So, instantly my sales improved. Now, all of you can try the same technique. All you gotta do is be able to get into a rested state and trust your gut, trust that intuition, right? And then I started going deeper. I started dabbling with creative visualization, seeing myself closing sales. I started doing a technique called subliminal connection, again, by Jose Silva, where you would connect with the mind of the person who you are trying to talk to and you would 
give a intention. Let this sale close if it is best for everybody concerned. Because that force that connects us does not connect, connect us for coercion. You can't say, buy my shit, you know? <laughs> and so, as I started stacking all of this stuff together, I started getting better and better and better. In four months, I got promoted three times. I was 26, I became vice president of sales. And then I stayed with that company for 18 months and then felt a calling to leave and teach meditation because of the impact it had on me. So this brings me to that second obsession that we can source information across time and space. And we'll be talking about that in one of our sessions today. Now again, let's talk about the evidence, okay? Yeah. So University of Edinburgh did a really interesting study called the Gansfield Test Experiments. Again, two groups of people, senders and receivers. This time the senders were shown one of four possible images. So these images could be something dark, like a tank rolling across a battlefield. It could be something beautiful, like horses running through a stream. It could be a mountain in Switzerland. The receivers were put in a relaxed state. And to get them really relaxed, because these were not trained meditators, they put them in a sensory deprivation chamber. Have you, ever, have you guys ever been to one of those salt baths where you're like lying in salt, floating, it's like super relaxing, you have, um, you have iPads on your eye, there's typically mellow music, and you go into this super relaxed state. Well, that state is called theta. It's the state between like dreaming and being awake. So then they would wake the receivers up and they would show the receivers four images and said, what did the sender send you? Guess. The receivers and the senders were not in any form of contact. Now, if you understand probability and math, what would be the percentage of correct guesses? 25%, right? Which is what a linear mechanical world tells us it should be. But it wasn't 25%. It was 33%, one in three. Now, that is a significant boost. 33%, and these were not trained meditators. And this, again, speaks to the idea that we are deeply connected and that information can flow between us. So, Ken Wilber, who's one of our fellow authors on Mind Valley, wrote a beautiful essay called Egolessness, and it'll take you 10 minutes to read it, one minute if you've studied Jim's work. <laughs> In Egolessness, Ken Wilber says this, the great spiritual sages of the world were not feeble-minded milquetoasts. They were movers and shakers who rattled the world with the force of their ambition. From bullwhips in the temple to subduing entire continents, they created revolutions that lasted generations. And what he's saying is that if you think about spiritual teachers, they were not passive. They were action-oriented. They made change happen because they knew that if they just sat meditating under that Bodhi tree, they might be blissed out but it would be a waste of so much potential to improve the world. This is why phase four, five, and six is about getting out there and being a change maker. This is why the people who use Mind Valley internally among my team, we refer to you guys as change makers, because we don't want you to just improve yourself. We want you to create movements, companies, ideas, inspiration, products that can improve the planet for generations that will come after us. This is why this is not a meditation you do to help you get to sleep. Because you'd want to, your sleep is going to be fidgety. Because you'd want to get back on your laptop and make things happen. But that's exactly what this is about. Now, now Jim, before you yeah. go, I'd love to ask you, what are your tips to the audience here? 
to get the most out of this event so they can retain information, they can apply it, because you are the brain expert. Yeah, I, I would say specifically for the book. Now, by the way, we can't just buy a book, right? And it, how many of you buy books and they sit on your shelf on, unread, right? And the old joke that it becomes shelf help, not self-help. The skill set of buying a book is very different than the skill set of reading a book. And that's the challenge, though. It's just we have, you, we have unfeathered access to the world's information through YouTube and podcasts and books and uh, Mind Valley. And so uh, what I would say is I have a to-learn list, right? And things that I have on it, it's always growing, just like you have a to-do list. Uh, for me, I think it's so important to schedule this, this learning. I honestly think that for every hour you spent learning, I think you have to spend an equal hour uh, applying what you learn, you know, and get in that kind of mindset that, you know, start thinking like a person of action and start acting like a person of thought, and where it's uh, knowledge by itself mm -hmm. is only the potential to be power until we utilize it. Because the truth is, somebody who reads this book and doesn't apply it, because that would be the third phase, buying a book, reading it, and then applying it. Because some people read the book, but they don't use it. And that's the equivalent, you know, in terms of real-world results as somebody who hasn't read the book, or somebody who is functionally illiterate. And so I would encourage people is ask yourself, how can I use this? And I'm obsessed with this question, how can I use this? Second question, why must I use this? Because it has to go from your head to your heart, right? You have to feel it. If you don't have mm -hmm. a reason, you won't get the result, right? And that's more of your purpose and your motivation. And then it goes from your head to your heart to your hands, where you're actually executing and applying it. And, uh, and getting those kind of results. And when you start getting the results, then you have a positive feedback loop, right? You want to do it more and, and more. Uh, the big challenge, though, is I feel like people don't schedule it. You know, they don't schedule their workouts, and they don't schedule their meditation, or they don't schedule uh, the time that they're going to do to read or something else. And I think one of the most important productivity performance tools we have are calendars, right? You schedule doctor's appointments or PTA meetings, and when are we scheduling our own personal transformation, you know, each and every day? Um, if you've gone through super reading, you know my techniques, you know, even something simple like using a visual pacer while you read. And the reason why, again, when you're reading, you don't have to touch the screen. It's because your visual focus leads your mental focus. Your eyes are the only part of your brain that's outside of your skull. And that's why actually a lot of people have mental fatigue, because they have visual fatigue. And so when your eyes are tired, so taking time to look out into the horizon, you know, doing like some kind of palming technique to rejuvenate, you know, your eyes. I tend to read and work in 25 to 45 minute kind of sprints, you know, in terms of I, I know my rhythm and my cadence for, for learning and doing deep work. Um, I break it up with a five minute brain break where I, I move. I think that's important. I do some deep breathing. And then I hydrate. Just a 2% dip in your water levels will actually greatly, dramatically affect your thinking and your reaction time. Those are the kind of things to get my state, because all learning is state dependent, right? the state you learn something in. And so using a visual pacer will help you read this book 25 to 50% better. Not only speed, and don't take my word for it, read for 60 seconds, count the number of lines you, you read, mm -hmm. and then use a visual pacer, and then count 60 seconds. That number will be 25, 50% across the board. You know, and that really adds up, because you can save 20 minutes on every hour, right? If you save an hour a day over the course of a year, that's a lot of hours, 365 hours, which equates to nine 40-hour work weeks, you know, just doing something ubiquitous like, like reading. So many different methods. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> and um, we, we did a study on over 1,000 people who did Superbrain, and what we found is that on average, after three weeks, people improved their reading speed by 270%. 
So that's almost three times as many books, and that's on average. But the funny thing is, most people double their reading speed in just the first week. So even if you don't do the full three weeks of Superbrain, the first week itself, most people already double their reading speed. And my suggestion for everybody here, again, you buy a book is one part, right? The second one is reading the book. And then, and then sharing it and then putting it into action is, is most important. You know, I really do believe as we come together here, the metaphor I use, you know, especially the past few years, is that of transformation, is that of a, a butterfly, which is the ultimate you know, symbol of, of transformation, you know, these wings. And some of us feel like we've been cocooning the past few years. Do you feel that? And when you're cocooning and you're, and you're distancing, you're alone with your thoughts, you're alone with your, your fears, you're alone with your doubts, you know, it could be a challenging time. And so you want to be able to emerge. And, and by the way, while the beauty is in the butterfly, the growth happens in the cocoon, right? It's us going through this transformation and change sometimes is a little scary, especially we, we get attached to how things used to be, right? And that kind of attachment created a lot of challenge. Mm -hmm. But something like a six phase could help you to transcend to end that trance that could help us to get us to who we want to be, what we want to do, what we want to have, and also share with the world. Awesome, Jim. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. My final words is, is this for everybody. There, there's a quote in my book, uh, Limitless, that says, uh, from a French philosopher. It says, life is a C between B and D. B stands for birth, D stands for death. Life C, choice because we have a choice, that these difficult times can define us, these difficult times can distract us, these difficult times can diminish us, or these difficult times can develop us. We, we decide. And I think part of just getting this power back is to take information you know, from people who have done this, who've walked the walk, right, who have decades of experience that you can sit down and read a book and download that in days. Right? There's a version of all of us that's patiently waiting, and the goal is we show up every single time until we're introduced. So thank you so much for writing this book. Thank you, Jim. So I hope you enjoyed this episode with Vishen Lakiani. Make sure you get a copy of his book, Six Phase Meditation, where books are sold. And if you got value out of this, tag Vishen, tag myself, and share your thoughts about this episode. And if you really, really enjoyed it and you want to help us on our mission to build better, brighter brains to help people change their mindset, their motivation, the methods they're using to maximize and optimize their limitless learning and their life, then please leave a review on uh, the platform you're enjoying this on. Make sure you subscribe and we have much more to come. My name is Jim Quick and until I see you again, be limitless. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, one more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? 
the key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag QuickBrain, K-W-I-K Brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think. I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our Quick Success program. This is our monthly lives that I do, where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your limitless book club where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for a one hour uh, share, going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode.